a conversation on work. It's just the three of us today, and the last week of work. Mm, it's it over. It is over. He gone. He gone. He gone. That is what was last week's title. Bye bye, dear. Yeah. This one is he's not there. So. Yeah. Similar. He is on. Yeah, Scott is serving coffee oh, too. He's gone too. Oh, Scott's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm like, there. He's not the one I thought I was talking about, but yeah. He's serving coffee to missionary leaders in Alexandria, a couple hours away, which uh, is great. And he has the coffee cart out there. But it also brings me to the question for Rich today. How are you going to respond when Scott arrives late to to your coffee cart event that starts in a few hours? Yeah, and then I only can hit the seat. We don't have a second machine yet. I'm going to refer them to. There was a there's another coffee shop in California. Yeah, Sorry, man, you got to go to California. Yeah, what's over there? Yeah, same owners, same owners of the building, different coffee shops. Different shop. I asked that because our first question, one of our first questions today is, how do you respond when things don't work out as you had hoped or expected? But Dan, adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. Am I going to be making horrors for everyone? Yep. Are you doing drip coffee on it? Yeah, we'll, we'll drip. Cool. I think that, that's like an interesting question. I feel like there's times when like there's, I feel like there's people that are really good in an emergency, right? And it's like I tend to handle chaos and emergencies really well. But I also have really high expectations. Of so I think you're always in chaos. Well, I think I grew up in chaos. So, yeah, I think that it's part of it. Like, I I don't think that's, I mean, I know you're making fun of me, but I think you're <laughs> on to something there. Um, and so, like, I handle that well. But I also feel like I am a bit of an idealist and think things should be certain ways. And when things aren't the way I think they should be, that I don't handle as well. Like, that tends to, that bothers me more. It's all about expectations. I know, right? You just turn your head on. I think that, like, like yesterday, what was yesterday? Greg had wanted to pick a new fridge for Northeast, and there was a taco truck in the Costco mm-hmm. parking lot. Advertising case of tacos. A huge sign on the side. So we stopped and we went up to it, and they said, Yeah, we're out. Oh, man. Let's make this time out. Yeah, what the It's all about expectations. And that I think I would be okay with, but there's just like other, wow, there's other like how well they were, how I being you were like family, those things I struggle. I mean, we did adapt and get quesadillas, but it, well, that's good. Well, so you're like, yes, that's cute. They put a little meat on it and like almost have. They were out of the bread and meat, which was the pack. Okay. Yeah. I think we're, it's we're, uh, we're kind of similar to that, that mm-hmm. we're both probably idealist i know i'm that yeah extreme and my coping mechanism to things not being ideal is to stop caring like i just turn off care and i care so much i've been actually working on not caring because (laughs) no like in it like i think that like when i care so much things like i mean i'm gonna tear up which is dumb but like, it's not I know. I've been really working on that. So to me, it's almost like I have a switch. So my default is care. Yeah. But then I can just go, okay, I don't care, and it's off. Yeah. Can you do you have a switch? No. 
I, I guess, I think like kind of, but not probably not as good well practices. You are called it. I don't. I think it's just a gift I've been given. Yeah. It's unfortunate for people in my life. Yeah. Because I, I can unbush yeah. it and I can do it in a relationship. Yeah. Like, which is oh, like, that's you're gonna be okay. Just, yeah. And like so, like I've been talking. I have a therapist, which is good for me, and um, for a lot of people. For a lot of people. And like one thing we're talking about is like, I mean, I think all of us, maybe not Greg, she sounds like you have pretty healthy boundaries, right? Uh, we just don't care. But like, I don't think that's a healthy boundary. I don't know. It's hard for me to come back to care once I mm-hmm. like, I can't unswitch it as quick. Yeah. I'm not, that's not true for me. Like, like my husband, this is not the same, but like my husband, and like, if we're having a tough week and like a relationally things are tough and the house is tough or whatever. And I'm kind of mad, and he gives me a hug, and I'm like, okay, everything's great again. Life is good because that's just that's my love language so much. Yeah, but so I feel that's slightly different because I'm not a grudge holder either. Like, yeah, I get over things quick. But I think for me, being like not letting something affect me any longer, mm-hmm. and actually just oh, caring, are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, if we get an argument, wherever. I have a problem sometimes where like the next day I act like it never happened. Cause yeah. I get, I'm just so afraid. And yeah. Tired. But that's, I just don't care about the argument anymore. Like, yeah. Okay. Which isn't, I mean, I don't think that's bad for you, but for me, as a very different human, I still care. And then I might care for like a week or two <laughs> until there's like a conversation yeah. or something. Me and my brother are both equally stubborn, but he is poor. Let's all t- Many sides for Greg's mother. <laughs> or she knows. I feel on that side. Not a I know she knows. No, my dad is still. Uh, yeah. Mom's the only awesome. Okay, then let's celebrate for it. But uh, we're equally suffering, but he holds on to grudges. Yeah. Uh, they affect him or thing. He just holds on to things yeah. more than I do. So it's like the one difference. We're so stubborn, but then I get over it. And he doesn't. Yeah. And then we're stubborn about and like that, because like that has caused the tension in our relationship yeah. over the time. I can see that. That's a hard one. Because then I'll get to the point where like, you want me to say, I'm sorry, whatever. I don't, because I don't care. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I know. That's like, I'm not about this thing. And what do you want? What do you want? Like, yeah. I don't know how to, I can't, I don't know how to force myself to yeah. care. Yeah. Mm. I get that. I mean, I, I don't know if I get it, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and we, so, like, what we were talking about with boundaries is like pushing certain like situations, kind of like there's like these reasons of relationship, right? And just like your inner circle, and then the next level, and like just being able to consciously push certain things out a level so that they don't get to me so much, you know. And so that's something that like I've been working on because. I don't know. I definitely care, and then we care too long, and then I let it cry. Do a podcast for no reason at all. So that is that's like a hard balance to find, I think, Mm. and it probably depends a lot on just how you're built. Yeah, where do you land in that? He's gonna be in the healthy middle. Oh, like that. I land in the middle of this one. I am someone who. I can get over something very quickly and that's a detriment to the conversation because yeah. many times it'll be a, I don't understand why we're still talking about this. Oh, 
and that's not great. Yeah, people uh, that yeah. want to process things, you yeah. know, around like that. Response. Because I don't like if it's something, and I would be like, "Well, here's this, here's this, and this. Great, over it. Done. Like yeah. within a minute, done. But then if people are still going, I'm like, but here's how this was. Yeah. So I, I get that too. I, I wouldn't say that I, excuse me, don't care, but sometimes the getting over it and the carrying go together. Yeah. Care for a little bit and then, okay, we're done. Vote. Yeah. Move on. And I think that I'm better enough. <laughs> I think I can understand that because I do think when I'm in, but I have to talk about it. Like there has to be a conversation for me to be move on mm-hmm. like if like if you just get over something and i'm still holding into it and we never talk about it like i still i'll still hold on to it i mean i keep thinking about things you know like i'm like that's something that oh i'm sure there's nothing <laughs> i'm sure it's like, just, <laughs> but like i mean that's just like i think i have I feel like sometimes I need relationships. Like I need to work things. I don't know. It's just this relational thing where, like, I'll get over it quickly, but I have to talk about it. Otherwise, we don't get over it. And I'll get over it quickly on my own. And yeah. Over it. And I. But if there's someone else that will be part of it, they won't know that I'm yeah. over it, and then we'll talk about it, and I'll be like, I, I was over this three days ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. not. Yeah, fantastic. I but think. it's not fantastic. None of the like. I think all of these come with their strengths and their weaknesses. Like me not being able to get through these, talk about it, but also being slightly bit of a, an avoider. I don't really love yeah. conflict. I mean, that's kind of hard. Yeah. But to bring in all the way back to the first question, <laughs> I'm a contingencies person. I know you are. So all of this having like. Plan B. I've got four plans, and the first one is going to be this, and then if that doesn't work, it's going to be this, and it's going to be this. Mm-hmm. And when there is something that is literally the only thing, this is the only thing we have, and there's no contingency to be made for that thing, mm-hmm. then I get a little crazy. You know, I'm like, you know what's I pay. I was thinking to be a like in some like great, I don't know if I'm a person, but I have a shaker. So, like, I was like, okay, so like, if you set up a table, mm-hmm. he could at least have, like, you know, if, if, if I had to go get the machine and he had a table, and I could, like, you know, help him out. So and it would be most But it's like, that's the one you did. I know. But no, it's funny. So that's funny. That's fun. Rachel, go. what are you doing with your life? What am I doing? my life that's a question um that question is such a like i i like that question the way that it was it was just like well I, it's, it's not all about what it does to you and i think it just puts well, me you in just a, asked it for your response yeah i have no idea yeah i my I just. What are you doing with your life? Trying my best. Oh, that was such a nice answer. Yeah. Rich. Yes. Yes. You are. You are doing. I'm doing. I like. I wake up and go. Okay. What? What is my day? Okay. Let's go. Here we are. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's what. 
I don't know. Uh, it's a tough thing to like wrap your head around. Yeah. Right. I feel like when I was younger, I used to really like having like five-year plans or like big mm-hmm. needs or aspirations. And I feel like the more I'm like, uh, well, yeah. the more I value the now and then have hope for what could be, but I don't necessarily, I, I don't think I am the lone contingency on making those things happen. Yeah. And uh, my faith says that tomorrow is better, whatever that means. Uh, and however that's measured is complex, but I, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in the God that has this one idealized version of my life that yeah. I have to go find and then live. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's much, I think God is much more just like, it's yours. Like yeah. this is your life to do what you want and what you value. And I think it's like the same way of like your family members that like you love and care for them deeply. And of course there are moments where you have ideas for what you want your kids to be and do yeah. or your spouse or your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't always happen. And it, that doesn't mean that it's not, it doesn't mean that they're not perfect or mm-hmm. have, like, are worth having a relationship with. And I think the same way God loves us so much. He's like, yeah, make your choices and I'm with you in that. And I just, I find that a much more empowering way to live. I think we focus so much. What could be that believes the, the spiritual views that is not a bad thing as long as the flexibility to change it. That's okay. That's okay. Contingency. I, I'm not a five-year later person, but if I looked ahead five years, I have ideas that I would like to see happen. Sure. If they don't happen, because something else makes more sense, or it changes, like, yeah. great. That's great. But I think that it's, like, it's a both and it's not an either. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about stewarding with hope instead of just hoping and not caring about what's in the holiday. But we saw now with the hope, what and I think that's, that's great. I mean... The thing that I look at is grad school, right? I finish, I finished my best degree in after a nice journey. <laughs> and and I was done. I was like, I'm done with school. I'm be this kid. And then I got to a certain point in life where it just, it made sense. It yeah. made sense to do it. And I don't regret it. And yeah. I'm done. It's it. And that's great. But they like, I had never had that only until the moment that I did. And that just made sense mm-hmm. for the next thing. But like, it's, yeah, it's a both and. Yeah. When I tell people I meet, like, new people come to church or I meet somebody and they, like, hear about, I think I'll probably have this where you can, like, tell your story of, like, how you got to where you're at, what you're doing now. And it feels like these beautiful steps along the way. And it's with all this point. Yeah. And I think, like, we idealize that. That's going to be my future too. But when you were in with me, Greg graduated college. I was so bummed that I had to move back in with my parents because I couldn't yeah. find a job. Like, it didn't feel like everything lined up to like lead to a certain point. And so we idealize the past so much. Yeah. And it's like how everything's going to work out. But it, I, it's just, it's so much more messy and complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can really impact is like what we do, right? Yeah. And that's important is to not just 
not ideological path, but to look at it and go, okay, yes, the story that got me here is messy. Yeah. yeah. And let's look at that. Like, yeah, oh, but it looks so good. It's like, yeah, but you know, when those got decided, yeah, it was either right after or years after or in the middle, or there wasn't any clean cut to it. Well, and so many of the things that like did build upon to lead me to a point were things that I didn't have a plan for. I just was like, this is what makes sense to do right now. Yeah. This is me trying to do the best with what I can. Uh, like, that's why, what are you doing? You're like, my best. Like, I feel like if you just really, in any moment, you're just investing yourself to the best way that you possibly can. Uh, it's all you can do. Mm-hmm. How it turns out is not up to you. Yeah. Which but is I the think, like as a Like, as a parent, like, I think it's really easy to really get nervous about mistakes the kids are going to make. And, like, you know, in five years. Oh, oh and they are. But I am young. So I'm like, okay. Like, I have to remind myself. It makes it better because I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying life is perfect, but I'm pretty, like, I'm happy with where I am in life. I feel like I have a family that I love and like things that are, you know, they're, they're good. And I feel okay with where I am. And in my head, I go, okay, like they're going, they're going to screw up. They're going to make huge mistakes. Like I make huge mistakes. I still make huge mistakes. And like, it's still okay. Like you learn from them, you grow from them. And if you don't have mistakes, then. Yeah, and how you respond to failure is way, right. way more important than yeah. trying to not fail. In yeah. fact, it's trying to not fail makes it so that you don't grow. Yep, agree. Yeah, and Mark ends here, the end of Mark. It's, it's just so, it's so drastic. It's so, so uncomfortable. And you can be fun to look at it and go, yeah. So the disciples aren't dead and guns, but all these dead and guns but are, they- are like, they're trying their best. Like what we were talking about. They're trying to follow Jesus. They're trying yeah. to do this. And they're failing so hard sometimes. And that we don't get a nice bowl. Nope. Because they continue to be dum-dums. But we continue to be dum-dums. And that's just what works. That is, yeah. It's such a metaphor. And it, so it leads to that it's empty tomb moment. Mm-hmm. Where God's not there. Yeah. Jesus is not there. And there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of theological implications of that moment um which is fascinating you, i mean people have conversations forever but i think for me the even the one thing that always stood out to me even more than the empty tomb and I, i'm probably unique in this is the and i feel like they're very similar is the the moment jesus dies is the torn curtain moment yeah. just because i i have a weird fascination with the temple and the tabernacle and God's presence being in that place. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Jesus dies, the temple curtains torn, mm-hmm. and God's presence is no more in yeah. that space. Yeah. Uh, where did it go? And it's like that same where did he go moment is that detail. Like mm-hmm. Jesus was this person on earth, physical representation of God in, in humanity, dies, goes to this tomb, and then God. Mm-hmm. Where's he at? Like, what's he doing? What's next? Yeah. And it, that's the yeah. living in the moment, but also the hope for what's to come. And so it's like the highlight there. And I think those those images are, for me, they're really impactful, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the torn curtain moment, I think, is the most profound image in. Yeah, my dream. Okay, I'm not alone in that. No, moment. I love it. 
mind-boggling. The tomb is so like so impactful for mm -hmm. modern Christianity, but I think like the the history of the Tabernacle Temple. Yeah, and the and the idea of like the change of uh, we need a priest to we are the priest. Yeah, you know because the the torn the torn curtain like there's so much there's so much connection to that. Yeah, it's just it's good. What I love about this section is like I feel like the other gospels they clean it up so nice they make it so pretty it's like you know Luke and it's like right in and yeah, like everything is wonderful. And here it's like they go in, there's a guy in there, he's like, Jesus is in here, he's raised from the dead. Like Jesus has told them multiple times that he's gonna raise from the dead, but like it's still when it happens is a shock and this guy's there and like he's an angel, they say, but like I mean you walk in and see the guy sitting in the tube where your dead friend's supposed to be and you're like, Okay, what's happening? And then they leave and they just freak out they just flee or he, t he tells them to tell the disciple even peter, peter even peter and which is like um i like that sentence because it's like peter just denied jesus three times and all this stuff has happened it's like even peter gets to be told and instead they run away they freak out and they tell no one because they're afraid and it's just like they're still kind of dum-dums like oh, super super not process yeah it's yeah and we and are dum-dums. And exactly. we are dum-dums. <laughs> I'm like really grateful that they're dum-dums because it helps. Yeah. I love it when the disciples screw up because they're like walking with Jesus. And I'm like, man, like they're literally, I mean, we're walking with Jesus, but they're like, he's like alive next to them and screw up regularly. You never, you never realize how much of a dum-dum you are until later. Like oh. we were talking about our, like looking back at our life and it's, oh, it's so, so perfect. And this happened and this happened and, and then if you really look back on it, honestly, yeah. like, there's like certain areas I'll drive, you know, that have like a memory that uh -huh. reminds me how stupid I am. And I feel like physically ill. Oh, like it's, I it's like, smell better right for me. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Greg's already forgotten about it. Here, I put it all. I, I'm not good at past. It's good. That's not, not my skill set. That's Mark. End of Mark. I thought I kind of, I, at first, I was like, I don't know what this means, this abrupt ending. But now that we, I love it. Process through it, I like the process. It's fascinating, interesting. Uh, I kind of even like it. Mm -hmm. Tie it. I mean, you can tie it yeah. together. And I've said this a couple times, but tie it back to when we talked through John. John had a very clear reason that was proclaimed in his book. I want you to know Jesus and to follow him. Great, mm -hmm. and that's what he did. He led it all the way up to ascension, all that fun stuff. And Mark was very, he got to process how to, yeah. I, and then at the end, it's like, okay, keep going. Yeah. It's the suffering servant of the Messiah trying to understand all those pieces. And it's like he put together this puzzle without the last piece and just was waiting for us to, you still get to figure it out. Yeah. Next week we start Genesis. So yeah. Very. Oh man. Yeah. Different conversation. Very different conversation. I'm really excited for. Yeah. Me too. I feel like after we go through one of the gospels, I need I need some old testament. I need some old testament. You need some Leviticus back in your life. I, Can we just talk about how we did Levit Leviticus last summer and it was Greg's idea and then he was gone, gone for most of it. Yeah. I yeah. think that almost broke us a couple times. <laughs> no. We're gonna have to do it again. Are you leaving? 
No, we're going to have to do Leviticus 1. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to redo it. I mean, we have to, the only thing that we have to clean out in advance is, is Scott's next sabbatical. We're doing Job. So. Oh, no. Let's do it while he's still here. No. I'll just, for, I no. want to hear him complain about Job. Yeah. Done. <laughs> cool. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.